And welcome to Tales of Wales, the pod that never fails to educate, entertain, uh, enthrall, um, uh, enlarge, enlarge, enlarge penises, um, evaluate uh, your decisions (laughs) on podcast choice, infatuate, infatuate uh, you with history, elongate uh, your mental capacity for nonsense. So that was awful. (laughs) Emancipate you Um, from the boredom of life. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh... (laughs) Then we just get the old bitten on Trent courage. That's Carlin to you and I. (laughs) I think one day I have to go to Burton on Trent to go see where they make this fucking delicious... I bet you'll hate it. I bet you'll just... It'll it'll be behind the... It'll be Wizard of Oz. We see the wizard behind the curtain. (laughs) It'll be so disappointed. (laughs) Let me just put us the worst pour of the pint ever. Jesus wept. Um, Oh, do you want to float with that, mate? Uh, Oh, exactly. Yeah, fuck off, everyone. (laughs) I just hate when, like, this... I don't like small talk. And I hate shit things you say all the time. Like... You know, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's fucking. Sometimes you catch yourself doing it. Like, uh, what are they like? Stock phrases. It's almost bred into you, though, isn't it? Like, you know, mm. sometimes you do it as like almost like a, a defense mechanism to to avoid like a anything I real know, awkwardness or something. Yeah, like but I remember like, in work sometime I, I was privy to one and I hated every minute of it. I wasn't <laughs> even involved in this. I just heard it and it was like, um, someone went like, oh, um. They were going to the, you know, to the fucking. Uh, this was back before COVID, so you know we were all in the office, and it was like she was going to the the sink for some some tea or whatever. Oh, do you want to drink something? And she went, oh, how about a how about a wine? Uh, and they went, ha ha. Well, it's it's six o'clock somewhere, isn't it? And I was uh, like, the joke is five o'clock. You fucking dunce. I was just about so to shout like, at you and say it's five o'clock. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense in the stupid like. Oh yeah, and I I was fuming. I was just fucking hitting my keyboard harder than ever because I was just like I hate being here I hate being here. I hope there's a pandemic that'll just fucking force me to work from home <laughs> it's like when cunts go well you know it's like it's raining and then it was sunny it goes oh, oh. So they ask you what weather's like in Britain and you say hmm, give me 15 minutes I'll give you another answer <laughs> oh, it, it rained it snowed it was sleet it was sunny another, oh, just another day in Britain <laughs> Just doesn't know what it's doing today, does it? Oh god! <laughs> it just uh, so fucking tedious, and I see. I do I know, worry yeah. that you just fall into it. It's like I it's do. like with the postman thing. Right. You know when they like the neighbours and stuff like that. And, oh, that thing you sent <laughs> the postman. Yeah, yeah. when the postman comes, he goes, "Oh, I, I hope they they aren't bills. He goes, no, they aren't bills. They're yours. <laughs> Fuck off. If they're bills, you can keep them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway." This is going to be a very short intro because you can tell we had nothing to go on there. <laughs> um, but this is a doubler. Keen listeners to the last episode will have heard at the end that we're doing a doubler tonight. So doubler. yeah, we thought a we're getting a bit pissed and two a and two a and b. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> third dot. 
yeah, A and B, um, and B. Uh, this is quite a longy, uh, so we're we yeah we're gonna bypass a lot of the intro mm. bants and shenanigans. Yeah, I get fucking stuck into it. This is a Welsh mythology Bart Dos, Reeve Die the second, the difficult second album. But we we had like lots of people enjoyed the Welsh mythology one quite a lot. So we thought we'd shot tap up back the rankings, that. mate. Shot up the download rankings. Yeah. So we thought this. Let's shamelessly do another one uh, in the hope <laughs> yeah. that it had the same effect as if doing something exactly the same again. <laughs> well, I, I means doing the same. Again, I, I like that. so. We, we, in this time again, we found three separate stories each to talk about. Um, I love mine. I think mine. Have, I, I'm, I'm sure you like yours as well, but and I hadn't mm. heard of any of mine. I realised, you know, after you sent because you sent me yours, and I said oh, yeah. I won't look into them because I don't, I, you know, I don't want to spoil them. Yeah. Uh, I'd obviously heard of one of them before, mm. uh, but I think your I won't spoil anything. But I think your second one I did know what that one was. I just no. didn't realise it was called that. Oh, but right. I'm still excited because I want to hear your rendition, <laughs> your telling well, of them. Do you want to start? You got a longie to start, or do you want to start? How do you want to start with this? I tell you, what, I I was going to do my semi longie first. Okay. Um, Get your semi out then, me. Get my Sammy out first. No one's ready for the full fucking whack. <laughs> for the yet. full hog. So, so and this one, this one's a bit of a like. It's got like uh, a base of com- comedy in it, so it, okay. you know, it's fine. Just by its uh, just by its title, you'll 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 see what I mean. So my first story is the tale of Rita Gaur and the shaving of the royal whiskers. Ooh, my whiskers Ooh, just caught up the be? way you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, like you said, you're already in. You're tantalised. You're in yeah. there. So first, you had my attention. Now you've got my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> is Better that what it is? I never get it right. I think. I think it's you had my. I think you got it right, just the wrong way round. Yeah. So not right. Uh, <laughs> you have my curiosity. <laughs> now you have my right. attention. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that. So do that again. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Keep it as it is. I think yeah. it's good though. You know, it's real. It's real like that. <laughs> Okay, so, the tale of Rita Gaud and the shaving of the royal whiskers. So, a long time ago, when the land was still brimming with old Celtic magic, <laughs> there was a giant that went by the name of Rita Back when Britain knew what it was! When <laughs> Britain knew what it was, before, before the bloody men came in, it was just giants being giants, working giant jobs, yeah? Back when Britain had a bit of self-respect and didn't mind what it was about, it didn't know say what Make it was like. Britain... Make Britain magical again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bloody so, <yeah>. Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the good old days, right? Yeah. Rittergaard, despite what we just went through the riff then, he was not a Nigel Farage type. He was yeah. just a fucking giant called Rittergaard. Like Rita uh, Gaur. Like Gaur, Gaur is well. It was Ritter. Ritta, you're a roll that fucking army. <laughs> Ritta Gaur. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what Ritta is in Old Welsh, but Gaur is just the uh, what's the trust trailer in English mutation of Kaur, which is which just means giant. So is Ritta any relation to um, that German thing that taught us Welsh at school called Ich bin Ritta, Ich bin Rolly? 
Ich bin Rita. Ich bin uh, I can only assume it's exactly. <laughs> ich bin that. Rita. Ich bin Raleigh. <laughs> ich bin Raleigh. Beine hast du. Beine. Whatever the fuck that was. That's his dime telephone number. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. We're putting this in right now. Hallo, uh, aus Berlin. Wie geht's? Wie, wie heißt du? du? Ich bin. Hallo, aus Berlin. Wie heißt sind sie? I, I think that's right, is it? Hallo, aus Berlin. Wie heißt du? Guten Tag, Berlin. Wie alt bist du? Hallo aus Berlin, wie heißt bist du? <laughs> Guten Tag, yeah, Berlin, I, um, sorry. I was never good at German, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll insert that though, just so yeah, everyone can have a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. I, I can imagine us being the only school that ever fucking listens to that shit, it yeah. was like a fever dream. <laughs> anyway, sorry, so that yeah, back in the day there was a giant that went by the name of Rittergaud. Many of the giants at the time lived in mountain caves across the island of Britain, and Ritter was no different. Giants would often be a pain in the ass to many kings of the land because they'd steal and eat livestock from nearby farms and occasionally even eat men and women who strayed too far from their towns and villages. Ritter had had enough of living off stolen cows and sheep and resented the many kings of the land. He was stronger, braver and certainly bigger than these tiny human rulers. Why should, shouldn't he be the one in charge? He decided he would defeat these kings and prove himself their superior, starting with two neighbouring monarchs named Ninio and Pabio. These two kings were ruling over weak and... Yeah, not bad, actually. Very Welshy. Yeah. Uh, well, of course. Uh, these two kings were... <laughs> Wales f- yeah, funny Wales. that. From, <laughs> yeah, the, ba- the best thing about Wales is Wales is Welsh, right? What's the thing about Wales? So I'll stop that. <laughs> it only really works when you anyway. pretend to do it as an English person. It doesn't quite work. You've yeah, got to say you Wales. can't really do it as a Welsh accent. Wales, yeah. bloody Wales. Wales. All their signs are backwards. How do they cope? <laughs> Well done. How do they do it? How, do you understand how much what you're money's saying? going into them signs then? <laughs> yeah. How much money you got to print those signs well, in two fucking languages? How dangerous they are! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, right. Where was I? Sorry. So, oh, sorry. yeah. But he, what's his name? Ritter decided he'd uh, conquer all the kings of Britain. This is Breton now, not Britain. Yes. Uh, so, you know, full of Celts at this point. Um, so we start with the two neighbouring monarchs named Ninio and Pabio. These two kings were ruling over weakened kingdoms after years of war with each other. So, easy win for our big boy Ritter. Ritter gathered like-minded giants, hired bandits and made deals with other creatures and beasts of the mountains to fill the ranks of his army. And then proceeded to slaughter Ninio and Pabio's armies with ease. Ritter shaved the beards from his beaten enemies, a symbol of their strength and manliness, and wove them into his cloak to mark his victory. That's pretty cool. And it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty badass now. The news of Rittergau's attack spread all over Britain, and the other kings of the land decided to pause any hostilities between themselves and unite against Ritter's army. 28 kings, leading 28 armies, marched against the giant, and after a long and bloody struggle, Ritter emerged victorious with 28 new beards woven into his cloak, oh, declaring himself king of all Predine, oh. Britain in Welsh. But when Predine was all about Britain... <laughs> Oh, give us our beard backs, my lord, please. Please, I'll be a good boy. <laughs> that's that's a good... I like that so far. Carry on. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. 
So some foreign kings would see this as an opportunity foreign to carve out peace. <laughs> foreign <laughs> bloody kings coming over here yeah, yeah, to Britain. Foreign bastard coming over here, not taking my beard off. At least the king knows where you stood with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was no fan of Rita Gow, right? But he, you knew where you stood with him. <laughs> well, these foreign kings come up, they'll probably have ghoulies and rice for breakfast, something horrible like that, goat's milk. They don't even speak fucking Welsh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, we love this is a this is a theme that's going to continue, I think. Mm. Well, I'm a gob of ram there, sorry. So, some foreign, foreign bloody kings would see this as an opportunity to carve out a little piece of Britain for themselves, thinking that the land was weakened, uh, but were all killed or beaten back across the sea, each one adding another beard to Ritter's cloak. Before long, the giant's cloak was thick and heavy with beards of fallen kings, stained red with the blood of his enemies. Also, how minging would that be? I bet that fucking stank. <laughs> Walking around fucking stinky, bloody beard cloak. It, oh, it'd be so wiry as well. But that itch like fuck. Anyway, maybe sort of being a bit too, no, <laughs> bit too I, realistic. And also, I can kind of, I can, like, I can smell the clottedness of all. It, it's oh, a very visceral image. on it, and like, oh, you'd have fucking flies buzzing around you. It'd be grim. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the story. So uh, Ritter, he was content with his victory until news of a forgotten king in Britain reached his ears. This king went by several names. The Saxon Slayer, the Warrior King, the Holder of Caledvulch. It was King Arthur himself. Oh. Just by the way, Caledvulch is just what Excalibur is called in Welsh, by the way. Oh. Uh, apparently a ca- combination of the Welsh words for hard and cleft. Mm, we should do so a hard King cleft. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, I only do this one because it's it's got a little bit of King Arthur in it. I know Didn't we're going to do one on King he... Arthur's got so much shit to do. The Saxons there, but he was fighting the Romans. Maybe Saxons in before the Anglo-Saxons in Germany or something. Honestly, Arthur is like one of those ones, and he is mentioned way, way early in like Celtic stuff, which would be Arthur, not Arthur. But um, he, um, he, yeah, he transcends like fucking. He oh, couldn't he? possibly be alive for the amounts of times <laughs> that like he's mentioned, sort of thing. He's, he's kind of like this. I know the sort. Oh, you fucking bollocks, mate. Yeah, yeah, you weren't yeah, around yeah. fighting everyone. He could have played for Chelsea, but he had a knee injury. He's that kind of cunt. Exactly. Did his Achilles yeah, when exactly. he was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the, yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, he's just... Khaled uh, Volch, just FYI, is just, yeah, Excalibur in Welsh. A uh, little tidbit of trivia for you there. So, uh, Ritter was pretty pissed that he was not truly the king of Britain because there was this one king left, King Arthur. So he sent a letter to King Arthur demanding he shave his royal whiskers and deliver them to him to complete his cloak. A refusal would mean that Ritter would march his army to Arthur's gate and take his beard by force. Arthur was no puss-puss, so he set out with his men to Ritter's fortress in the mountains of Gwynedd to confront him head-on. They both met at the highest peak of the mountain range and fought a bloody battle in front of their respective armies. Both fighters were bloodied and injured, but eventually Arthur claimed victory over Ritter, slicing Caledvulch through the giant's helmet, splitting his forehead. He confirmed the kill with a stab to Ritter's heart, and the beard-cloaked giant was defeated. Arthur took the giant's cloak of beards, as well as Ritter's own royal whiskers, before ordering each soldier, pre- soldier present at the battle to place a stone upon the fallen king's body. 
Every man, giant or beast that had marched to the mountaintop stacked a stone on Ritter's Gaur's body, creating a cairn over him. I didn't know what cairn was before this. It was basically a, a mound of stones that yeah, they used to bury people in. Back in that's it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, because of this, the mountain grew even taller, thanks to this giant cairn, and was known as Gwydvaritta, which in English means Ritter's Mausoleum or Ritter's Barrow. This mountain today is known as Mount Snowdon, uh, or as it's known in Welsh, Aroidva. So that's where it got its name from the uh, oh, no the old school myth. Yeah, so because the guy the... was such a big boy, they piled Oidva. these stones over him, and I it think... became the tallest mountain in in Gwynedd. I, I have heard this name say that because you know they they want to change they want the area to be called Aroidva. Uh, I'm not very good at saying the name Aroidva. Uh, so. Snowdonia, yeah, or yeah. the National Park is now it's, it's now only known as Eroli, and um, there's like a really famous Welsh person on Twitter who constantly says the importance of names, and like he describes why Eroliva is so important to be called Eroliva because um, yeah, yeah, I think you sent me the video of it, yeah, and he, yeah, he literally did. says that it should be called Eroliva because Snowdon is such an uh, like an yeah, it's, like, it's named after it, someone called English like, version of it. It's named after a hiker, I think, Snowden. Or like, there's a person in England called Snowden, and I think that's who it's named after. Whereas, the, like you said, Aroidva comes from this mythology and a story behind it. Yeah, well, this is like a story from like 11th century or something yeah. like that. So it's like Even really maybe, old maybe, school, yeah. and it has there's so much history in that in yeah. that name. And like, I quite agree, it should mm. be called something that's tied well, to the got, land. You know, so I yeah, got, that's the story of how they got it. I, I massively believe that it's important. History is kept in your language and your place names. And like, I got mm. friends who are, uh, oh, I got a friend who's uh, Aboriginal, and he's um, really, really, really into preserving the Aboriginal names of his places in Australia. And I tell him, I talked to him quite a bit about how um, it's really important in Wales. Like, you know, they'll have these cottages and names, like places that have been around in Wales for centuries, and now someone mm. will buy a cottage and call it Rose Cottage, and it's like you're erasing yeah. about history. These things are important. It's such a yeah. slap in the face, isn't it? Of like, yeah, yeah, it could have been there, like you said, for fucking centuries. Mm. Well, that's a good one. I really like that. I thought you told it really well, isn't it? I really like that story. Oh, thank you very well, mate. Um, thank you very I'll... well. Thank you very much. Thank, <laughs> thank you very well. well. <laughs> uh, I'll go for my next one, which is uh, probably the most common. Uh, I'm going to go with Blodé with. Um, so this is the most common of my three. Settle in, folks. <laughs> yeah. So now this is your classic woman made of flowers story. And I bet you're thinking, oh, not <laughs> this again. Can we just move away from the overused woman made of flowers <laughs> narrative? Uh, but we're not. We're going to stick to this for a second. Now this woman, Blodé with, um, and just for reference, Blodai is the Welsh word for flowers. So Blodé with makes sense that she's... Uh, the etymology's uh, there, isn't it? Yeah. The etymology's there that she's made of... Uh, yeah, so Blodai, Blodé with. She's a character from the stories of the Mabinogion. Um, and if you'd listened to Welsh Mythology Part 1, you'd heard about the Mabinogion there. But for his, just to catch you back up, the Mabinogion is a collection of mythical Welsh tales divided into four parts or branches. Now, Blodeyworth's story is told on the fourth branch of the Mabinogion. Um, it's on the branch which is called Math Fab Mathanoi. So, Math, it means, so that means Math, son of Mathanoi. Um, Math as well, just a little tidbit to, you know, for my mythology nerds out there. He was the god of magic in Celtic mythology. Well, he was indeed. A woman named Arianrod, uh, I think, yeah, Arianrod, uh, placed a tinged, which is a Welsh word for fate, on her son, Llaithlau uh, Gaves. And um, mm. so this is the story now, so I'll, I'll just recap quickly. So um, 
Yeah, but today we have this is a story from the fourth branch of Mabinogion, and that fourth branch is called Math Fab Mathonoi. And we start with a woman named Ariane Rod, uh, who places a tongue ed, which is fate, on her son, Hlei Klaus Gaveth. Um, and this tongue ed meant that poor Hlei could never marry a human woman. And I like that the story yeah. says human woman, because that feels heavily set in like a pretense <laughs> for what's to come. Um, yeah, Hlei Klaus Gaveth is one of my faves as well. He's like kind of. He's not Thor of like Celtic mythology, but he's he's like one of the he's big warriors. Like he's very um, he's he's cool. He's a cool character. I like him anyway. Uh, and I would say on the two of us, I get into politics a lot, and you love the. So when we do like the political stuff in Wales, I think that's the, more my kind of uh, forte. You are you know all this shit, don't you? Like I'm learning this for the first time, but you you are big into oh, mythology yeah, across like... the spectrum across. Uh, uh, I was, I was, I went and my fucking, my uh, fiance took me to Greece uh, for my 30th, delayed because of COVID, but I went there for my 30th because she knows how much I bum mythology so much <laughs> that I went around all like the fucking Greek mythological sites and stuff. She must have just been so bored to tears, Jeremy. Go, and this is where uh, Minos kept the Minotaur actually, supposedly by legend. And, oh, and, and oh, she yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> Did she? Did, did he? Love when you were in the plane, yeah. you were like, oh, I feel like Icarus. I'm going after the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Awfully close to the sun, aren't we? I hope my wings don't burn. <laughs> and she's just like, what are you on about? Oh, take back the wedding. It's all over. You're just fucking uh, necking what we know after Guino. Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> El Vino did flow. Um, so, <laughs> as we go back to this, so Clay, he had an uncle named Gwydion, who was a legendary wizard. And upon hearing of Clay's fate, Gwydion created a wife for him made out of flowers and named her Blodeweth. So she was created of flowers from oak, for the flowers of the broom, and the flowers of the meadow sweet. And Blodeweth and Clay got married, but trouble was soon on the horizon. Uh, Blodeweth had fallen in love with Gronu Pepper, a warrior and hunter from Penllyn. I mean, who hasn't fallen for a warrior and hunter from Penllyn? I know. With a name like that, a strong Welsh name like Gronu. So to solve this dilemma, Blod and Gronu decided to murder Clay so they could live happily ever after. Which makes them sound like they're the romantic ones, but they, they're going to kill this bloke for, for just just because they wanted yeah. to have it off. Bear in mind that back back in this days, like these these are gods. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're going, we'll just fucking murk him, shall we? Yeah, I'm a godly man. <laughs> well, you say shall we just murk him? But the way they have to kill mm. him is fucking mental. So killing Clay oh, was I no know, mate. I know. So yeah, you've set this up for an alley oop now. So Clay could only because he was a god, he could only be killed in certain circumstances. He had to have one foot on a bath and one on a goat, and he would have to be stabbed with a spear, but not just any fucking spear. It had to be a spear that's created on the year during mass. So <laughs> I get if you didn't have to be at like night time as well, or, or between yeah, doing night a full and day moon, or something yeah. like that, wouldn't it? Full moon, that's it. Yeah. I, but I think like so when you're coming up with this pathology. You're thinking of how to make it sound cool. So I get it that you can only kill a god in a certain way, but having a foot on a bath and a goat just makes it so stupid. Oh, mate. It, 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 you, you know that was... It's, you know, like, when me and you have, like, 4am ideas? <laughs> like, you know, just some... Well, I was writing this shit, it'd, like, been on a few... Not rum, but whatever they were drinking back then. And went, me. Oh, no, foot on a bath and a goat or something. Went, yeah, you know, put that Clearly in and we'll edit bath it later. And a goat. Just looked around the room and you can see. Yeah. Say what yeah. you see. So, Basically. faced with these conditions, Blod and Gronu, uh, were all, they were feeling like they could they could do fuck all. Until Blod was like, hang on, I've got a cracking idea. She asked Clay to show her exactly how he would stand in order to be killed, which to me is naive. 
Um, <laughs> to be like, so show me exactly what needs to happen. So Clay obliged because she had ease. He's a nice bloke. He had no suspicions that Bladey where the plan was going to be to kill him. Um, mm. You know, he, he he thought they were happily married and in love. So he stepped in, uh, <laughs> put one foot in the bath and placed another on a goat. Get the bath, get the goat. <laughs> and then out popped Gronu uh, and stabbed him. Um, and then suddenly, so you think, yeah, we've done it, Clay transformed into an eagle and flew off into the night. So, <laughs> oh, nice, okay, well, See you later, baby. Not, not quite what I thought was going to happen, but yeah, he's gone. So now we move on to the next part of the plot. Bloodayweather and Gronu, they lived happily for a while and thought, this is the life, and Gronu six inches deep into a daisy absolutely loving it <laughs> <laughs> eight inches eight inches deep <laughs> I mean nine inches um, rearranging her flowery guts nightly. oh Jesus Christ <laughs> that's getting cut <laughs> so yeah so they, like I said they were happy as, as it could have been for a man in a flower bed but their the happiness was short lived Schley uh, and his wizard uh, Gwydion returned and killed Gronu Pepper got him right back. I don't know quite I based out how he killed him, but I assume it was some godly way. Uh, but oh, they did no, kill it's um Oh I I'm surprised you haven't got the end of it, mate, because that's how um Well I I, 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 I haven't got I haven't got to the end of it yet. If you don't yap let me yap. Oh right. sorry, go on, go on, go on, yeah. go on. So I don't know how Gronu died, but I got how blot what happened to blood. Um so if you oh, know how no, Gronu... oh yeah go on you you no you you, you carry on with your story yeah, and I'll you... circle back if because okay. it's interesting. Cool, so Clay and his wizard friend, oh, his wizard friend, <laughs> so it was Clay and Gridion, they returned and they killed Gronu, uh, but Blood was spared death. Instead, she was turned into an owl, which in Welsh is called a goodyhoo, um, thus never being able to show her face in the light of day ever again, and she was banished to the night. So now tell me um, how Gronu Pepper faced his end. Basically, uh, Clay turns up, as you said, he demands retribution for what happened. Sorry, turns up with his wizard mate, as you said. Demands retribution. Granu decides to play on his honourable side and said, look, how about we uh, we meet and it's like two sides uh, of a valley with a stream running through it. Uh, and he says, uh, you can pick whatever you like as either a weapon or defence. He picks a... Face uh, picks a spear and Granu says, well, I pick a slab of stone to be in front of me to defend myself mm. and you get one shot but because Clay is a god he heals the spear so hard it goes through the stone pierces Granu and kills him now that uh, there's a monument erected about that some say it was the stone uh, mm. that he pierced called Llech Ron- Ronu oh. um, Llech is uh, and it's it? yeah uh, it's in Blynafistinog uh, somewhere and basically it's a like stone slab it's got a very like obviously oh. clearly cut with a machine hole in front of it uh, <laughs> don't through ruin it. the magic but I know don't ruin magic but supposedly that's where Clay launched a spear straight through the, the slate and into into Grano to kill him oh well I'm glad you added that so yeah yeah, yeah you know all this this shenanigans on top um, well, well yeah I was going to say you know you know when because uh, she turns into a uh, and she, yeah. um what's that fucking owl you said to see when there's a film about that and it is quite shit. Oh, is that what it's if based you want on? To watch that in Welsh. Of yeah, it's a, it's like a sort of a modern telling of that. Yeah, oh. it's really bad, and <laughs> you'd be forgiven for not realising it was a modern retelling of it because mm-hmm. it's, it's so loose. It was John but, it, but it does have 
It's John Ogwen. John Ogwen gets a fucking harp thrown at him at one point. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and then we'll, we'll put the that woman, in. People have to watch that clip. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. You've got to watch it. It's hilarious. Uh, but at the end, you know, the woman gets killed. Sorry, spoilers. And then you see cut to a, a white owl. And it's meant to be like, oh, right, did Lian Wen? I guess she was Blade with. And it's like, was yeah. she, though? Because none of the other story beats kind of kind of link up with it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you knew more about Blade with than I did. Because then you could tell the proper story for it. Um, do you want to go to no, your next I, 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 I I like that you focused on Blade because I was I was thinking I'd do my one of my stories on Slaugafest, like his birth and everything and his birth uh life and death. Um but I real I realised as I was reading through it, I went, Oh shit, yeah, Blade with is actually a big In part there. of like well, his maybe death, you can do that like. for another episode. Um Yeah, yeah, he's got he's one of my faves. He's uh he's yeah, he's a good on him. What I'm gonna do, I'll I'll do my little shitty little one here now that I've got yeah. it's just a little folk creature. I'll let you do another one, and then I'll do my longy then. Okay, mate. But, um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to describe, uh, I don't know if you're, anyone who's listened to Mythology Part 1, Frank's described a very funny little creature in Welsh folklore called the Bubach, who basically <laughs> hounds people who don't drink, <laughs> which was, <laughs> you know, a kindred spirit of ours in many respects. Um, but this time around, I found this one, although he's not as good as a, um, a Bubach, He's called a Samhiganadur, or in well, uh, sorry, in English, uh, the water leaper. So this is described as a uh, a frog-like creature with Can the wings of a bat. Oh, What's yeah, the name on. again? Samhiganadur. Uh, in English, water leaper, uh, cousin of Jewel leaper. Sorry. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much less talented. Hasn't had a hit yet. <laughs> Hoping this Christmas. We don't know. <laughs> Very good. You, uh, that, did that just come to you? That's yeah. incredible. That's, that's, you <laughs> haven't enough to drink. You haven't. Jesus. <laughs> no, I can still bring out classics like uh, Waterloo. Also, great modern pop <laughs> reference. I don't know yeah. if I could have got that. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a single thing she's done. Or what. I know she's a singer. I, I was going to say, name a song. Name yeah, a song. Uh, Die Lapper. <laughs> yeah, right. that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Sam Higginadur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, g- g- so, sorry, g- yeah. <laughs> so this was described, sorry, as a frog-like creature with wings of a bat, no back legs, and instead a tail with a stinger at the end. Mm-hmm. So picture that in your, your mind's eye, if you will. Um... So this creature would chill in lakes all over Wales, and although would sometimes attack and kill fishermen, this is like, uh, you know, why they were considered a danger. Uh, they, they'd either attack from the water or they could attack from the boat if they were circling in flight. But they said, this thing I was reading about it said it was primar- primarily a mischievous creature that would simply cut fishing lines of fishermen so they get frustrated and they wouldn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I just thought, what a dick move! Yeah. Like, it's, it's like I have the ability to kill and eat this thing, but just to, just to nip its little a uh, fisherman's line. So the fisherman's, oh what? Oh, I have to try again. And just going nip, nip again. I just thought, My I don't know, plan. not quite as good as the boobach, but just yeah. such a fucking petty little prank to play. Yeah. A, a giant frog with no legs. <laughs> oh, it's so scary! Giant frog with no with no back legs, and, yeah, and sting it like a scorpion's yeah. tail and bat wings. It does That's sound a bit funny. mad. 
I like how these things were just like they were around in 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 the consciousness for a while and then they just died out. And, yeah, actually, that's not very scary. <laughs> no. Yeah, people just went. That's actually a bit fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, so my I'll do a. Cool... Sorry, that's just, that was just my little one then because my my, no. my next one's going to be a longie. So I, I thought I'd, I'd yeah break it. Right, well, I'll do my I'll do my longest one and then finish on a shorter one. Yeah. Um, this is like my Sounds most good. storied one. Which you might know, people might know it. So yeah, this is about a story about King March Ap Medchion, who was a king from to olden days, um, and he was a he had a rich palace and called a cast uh, March, so a castle named after him in a place called Llane. Uh, he was one of the great sea traders of Britain, and his marine time trade business was going swell. Swell, do you get it? Swell, <laughs> like the nice, ocean. Yeah. Back when Britain were fucking good, <laughs> when we're back Britain when Britain Britain were fucking right. Back when Royal Britannia ruled the seas, you know what I mean? Bring, bring back our sovereignty, yeah, fucking. It was swell, it was swell back it then. It was swell, it were good jokes, you can be, you know, he says what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, old March was a ruler over the rich and prosperous land where the fields were well tilled and uh, they produced ample crops for his people. Uh, his subjects were really happy and they worked hard upon the land but were generally content with their lot. Uh, they loved their king for his kindness, his generous spirit, and his justice rule. Um, Sounds like a lovely guy. Yeah. In his palace, he had a giant vault where he kept his books. He had loads of pearls, jewels, and gold and silver. Um, he had all the wealth and possessions he could possibly need, and he'd expect him to be one very happy chappy. But alas, that was not the case. Um, oh. The king, whose name meant stallion, son of stallions, so March Ab That's badass. It's good, isn't it? Stallion, um, oh, son of stallions. Call me stallion. Who's your dad? Another stallion, yeah? Just we come from a long line of stallions. <laughs> Goddamn stallions. Uh, but our little stallion, son of stallion, had a great big dirty old secret. Um, he had the... Well, his, his, this is ironic, or if it's not ironic. We haven't quite understood what irony is. I mean, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> he has the ears of a bloody old horse. I mean, talk about embarrassing. Oh. The irony, man. <laughs> the, the bleating irony. It would, is it ironic if you called horse stallions and stallion and have ears of a horse? No, I think it's that like what you said. It is fitting, isn't it? Yeah, it's really I would fitting. be like, I hate horses, and then you got <laughs> ears of a horse or yeah. yeah, but no one in the kingdom knew about his uh, his horsey ears. Do you know this story, by the way? No, I don't. This is news. Okay, I'm, I'm listening with, with my horse ears, mate. I'll be listening. <laughs> yeah, your ears are picked up like a horse. Um, <laughs> So no one in the kingdom knew about this except for his parents and one other person. That's right, you guessed it, his barber. Who else are you going to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Can you take your beanie off so I can do your ear, mate? No. Well, that's why he told him. Uh, He had to tell him because otherwise he was going to be moping around like a giant mosher with his giant long locks. Oh, Um, (laughs) no one respects a mosher as king. In all of history, there's never been a mosher king, which is a sad statement. (laughs) Yeah, tell me I'm lying. (laughs) Um... So, uh, and after a while, his parents died, so the only person left in the world who knew his secret was his barber. And although although uh, March was a kind king, he did threaten to lob off the barber's head if he ever told anyone. Um, also, <laughs> I love that, yeah. the barber... No, no biggie, man. If you just keep it a secret, but also it'll fucking kill you if you say <laughs> a word. Also, the barber's name is Bivan. Bivan the barber, which is just Bivan. a delight. Bivan, <laughs> Bivan. <laughs> Just a delight. That actually caught me off guard. It's a delight to have. It's a real delight oh, to be called. Oh, Beefan oh, the Barber. It's a delight to have you here, Beefan. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Mainly because of your name. 
So, old Beef, I'm going to call him Beef from now on, but if you write it down, it spells it as Biff. So, old Biff. Oh, uh, Biffan. So, old Ivan Biffan kept to his word and he didn't tell a soul. And he hid his ears by fashioning a hairdo that covered them just enough and placing a crown around them that subtly uh, covered up and no one would suspect a thing. However, nice. over time, our boy Beef, um, he hated the fact he had to hold this giant secret. He was an honest man and keeping secrets was not in his character. Um, so he held on to it for years, but eventually this made him sick with guilt. And this was quite literal sickness with guilt. He couldn't eat, sleep, and he could barely keep water down. He was in a paradox. Mm. On one hand, he wanted to keep his oath to the king. On the other, he felt he was wrong to keep his dirty little secrets. Um, mm. But he ended up falling so well, they had to go see a physician who instantly could see something was up. And after chatting about it for a bit, the doc said, right, if you're ill because of a secret you're keeping, and you can't tell anyone, there's only one thing for it. Go out to the castle this grounds. This guy, fucking the biggest diagnostician in the fucking <laughs> well, the mythological age. I think you'll feel house, pretty silly. Doctor house. You'll feel pretty silly when you hear what his explanation is because it makes perfect sense. Oh, um, okay. Go out to the castle grounds, find yourself a lake or a pond, get amongst the reeds, bury your head in the mud, and scream into the earth. So, um, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He says, so he said, yeah, bury your chops in the mud and scream your secret into the earth. Um, and then faster than you could say this is a stupid remedy you should have your license revoked you utter charlatan <laughs> Beef went out <laughs> followed the doctor's orders and felt much better oh, he went in there that's, he went why these, that's why there's tests these days <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous well he went out into, he found some uh, weeds and he found some reeds mm. um, in amongst you know you can picture like a, a fr- Billy Brogger a frog sat on one of these like, things you know those yeah. reeds that have like a little brown end to it he went to there went to the mud yeah, and yeah. he screamed he went the the bloody king's got horses ears, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, some, and he, he went. Actually, I feel so much better. So this is a mental health uh, analogy. Talk to your mates yeah. you're feeling a bit low, guys. Or oh, scream into a forest, and equally as good. Um, scream into the muck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then some time had passed, and um, our generous long-eared king decided to throw a giant party because he's just a nice guy, and he was like, "Hey guys, come to my great hall in Castlesmarch, and we're gonna have a fucking knees up." And what does every good knees up need? You've guessed it. Someone to play the reed pipes. And uh, so they send a message oh. to the... Well, you might guess where this is going. Well, you probably won't, actually. But <laughs> So they send a message to the best reed pipe player in Wales. And uh, as he's making his way to the party, he stopped by the, some reed-infested mud area where Beef had uh, screamed into. And he saw some fine reeds grow nearby. So he stopped and he cut them to make a new pipe from them. And then he proceeded off to the castle to perform for the king. Jesus, I know where this is going. This is, <laughs> this is typical. Go on, you carry on. So now the party's in full swing. You've got your dance your gwed in. You've had some mead. You're chewing down on some Welsh cakes. So then some losers have been playing on some okay-ish reed pipes. But they're all making way for the real deal, which is our musician with the fine reed pipes. Oh. Just um, the fucking support acts before yeah. Billy Big Reed comes in. Yeah. So Billy Big Reed, <laughs> uh, he gets up, gets his pursed lips to the reeds and starts blasting out a banger. I'm assuming it's Avicii or Daigueta, something along those lines. Do a uh, leaper, mate, surely. <laughs> die leaps, yes. Yeah, do a leaper on die the leaps, fucking ones and on. twos. So die leaps, he's there blasting <laughs> out. But instead of bangers, uh, words come out of the reed saying, My gan marchap merion clistrai kefil, which in English is, Marchap merchion has horses ears. And it keeps going on repeat on repeat. 
and the yeah. king is furious. He jumps to his feet with his sword. He's ready to chop off the geezer's own ears. And the piper so pleads... He didn't tell the fucking reeds, did he? <laughs> well, the piper pleads. He drops to his knees and he's shouting to the king, Oh, merciful king, my lord, don't do it, my lord. I mean, oh, please, I'll behave, my lord. I'll behave, I'll behave, I'll behave again, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll never sing on this country again. <laughs> he goes... The, the, the piper weeps. He goes, please, I didn't do it. Blow for yourself and see... So he did, and um, the king put his own pursed lips to it, and he blew, and the reeds once again mocked down, My gan marchat merchion klistjai kefil. So the piper explained to March that um, on his way to the feast, he'd seen some fine reeds growing by a river, and he stopped to make a new pipe to play just for the king and for the guests. And, oh, oh poor old Ivan Bifan, he heard this, and Bifan oh, stepped up no. and was like, oh, shit. That might have been me, lads, because I actually he's did He's an honourable man, isn't he? he? He doesn't mind owning up to it, because he's a good boy. He's a good boy, but he did say, oh, shit, Ugh, I, I actually did scream at some <laughs> oh, the other day. Bitch. Oh, bitch. bitch. Um, can you let me finish a sentence? God for sake. Sorry, go on, go on. Uh, oh, shit, that might have been me, actually, boys, because I, I actually did scream at some reads the other day, and I did say all of that. Um, and he goes on to yabber on about being so sick with worry, um, and he's been a little worried wart and all this, and he had to tell someone. So the king was like, right, you're for the chop, my son. You promised me you'd never say this to anyone. <laughs> um, so March raised his sword, preparing to strike the barber's head off. But looking around the hall, all his guests suddenly burst into laughter and dropped his... and uh, burst into laughter. And he dropped his sword. He suddenly felt this great relief that his secret was out and no longer needed to hide his horsey ways. I don't know why them laughing will make him think that. I'd <laughs> be like, don't laugh at me! But I, I think I was just were... thinking, if this was like a film, you could you could imagine the laughter would be like, stop it! And he'd be like, I'll kill you all! But yeah. Yeah, he's, maybe it's just, a, you know, mm. the relief that maybe it ain't that big a deal. It's just a bit of a laugh. Exactly. Don't worry about it. And I think like one year might have flopped out from his crown and they're like, oh, you've got a bloody horse, is <laughs> here, Mike? Don't worry about it. We've all got things we're not proud of. And all that malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> So he was like, oh, what am I like? And he forgave the piper and the barber, and he promised them no harm. So he took off his crown, and he showed off his huge, hideous horse ears to all the guests. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, freak, freak, kill him! No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was I I knew I was hoping this would be a nice one. Uh, I'm assuming it is, and this is just a little tangent. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's disgusting! And they crucified I him as a joke. <laughs> yeah. They they put his ears to wood and they crucified him, and they went, "Hang there, you fucking prick!" <laughs> and they just start going, "Nay, nay," to him all fucking night. Should we let you down? Nay, nay, <laughs> nay. So instead of calling him a long-eared cunt like they should have done. They went, fair play, mate. You've got a horse's ears. Now let's see your horse's cock. (laughs) (laughs) Think if his ears are all the women, all the maidens, if his ears are that big, think what's going on down there. I just imagine all the men going, ah, let's see your horse's cock. Ah, I'm only joking, mate. I'm only joking with my king. So, yeah, and then but, in the, in the urinals, then like, at the fucking end of the party, all, all of them fucking have spying and like. So it's a tale of acceptance, uh, not hiding who you really are, and to not be worried about. It's about what's inside that counts. But the origin of the tale—that's oh, a good one. Although it's an old Welsh tale, there's been like other versions of it across the world. So. For example, there's similarities between an Irish folktale of King Mayon, um, and there are similar similar tales in India and Africa, um, and there's also a remembrance of the incident in the Greek myth where Apollo gives King Midas the ears of an ass or a donkey for not supporting him in a music mm. competition. But 
they all say differ where this one's more about it's about the character of a man rather than what kind of ears he has oh um, mate you um, you read enough bloody mythologies from different bits uh, like different uh, countries and cultures and stuff like that you realise it's all they, they all borrow the same stories like all yeah. the time you know it's like yeah. in the bible with like um the flood with Noah and stuff, like a million different yeah. fucking religions. Well, in the yeah, have exactly. In the story Quran, or all those other like ones. That, you know? They got yeah. the yeah, the burning bushes for all of them. Um, they also, I also read that many people think that lots of this story about the ho- the ears comes from Alexander the Great, who was said to wear a helmet with adorned horns on either side, and uh, that mm. then became a big talking point for lots of people's uh, ah, mythology. Right. Um, so yeah, that's Malachat uh, that's a good one, man. Like that's one of the ones like um, you know they say mythology are like stories that are meant to uh, inform and teach lessons and things yeah. like that. That's the whole point of it. Um, but a lot, well, this is my personal opinion. But a lot I found that Celtic ones, there often seems to be no real yeah, point so in them. They're just little, <laughs> yeah. They're just you know, like oh, why are you stand on, a, why are you stand on a goat in a bath? I don't fucking know whatever. It's the only way I can but die. that is a good one. That's a, that's yeah. one that I not heard and also oh, has a little uh, moral of the story. Yeah. I, I, and it's I got really someone. That one. It's got a barber called Beef and the Barber. <laughs> Beef and the Barber. Like, I, I mean, what more do you want? I'm dying for a piss, mate. Right. So my go next, isn't it? This is this is my longy. So you know, settle in because it's a it's a bit of a long one. And this is this, uh, it's, that's my look at one, two, three, three and a half pages worth of notes. That's not, that's, that's not too bad, and this is this is way cut down from the actual story because the actual story takes a long time to go through. Uh, but I've I've cut it down as best I could. Basically, only got the highlights, so it it should be it should make narrative sense, and you get all the key bits of info, which I think is good. It's a uh, it's one of my favourite Welsh mythology stories. It's great. It's got a very like uh, to me anyway, like a very Fellowship of the Ring type vibe. Yeah. And there's a group of lads with like sort of unique skills, and they they set out to complete what you know is like an impossible task. Like I said, it's a very long story uh, we'll get in its it, complete then. version. I know I've cut many a corner here, and I'm probably butchering the retelling of it and like missing little details. But if you're into this sort of thing, you want to read the full version, I highly recommend a uh, a book called Celtic Myths and Legends by Peter Beresford Ellis. Got a ton of mythology stories from. Peter Beresford Ellis. Oh, nice. I know, yeah, it sounds very large. Like it? It? It's, it's a nice uh, name. Yeah, it's a good name for an author, I thought. But yeah, if anyone is into this shit as much as I am, get that book because so it's very good. It's got mythology stories. Yeah, yeah, I've read it. It's um it's got Welsh mythology and it's got like Irish, Cornish, Scottish, it's got like fucking all the Celtic bits and bobs. It's a uh, yeah, so big up my man Pete for that. <laughs> anyway. Right, I'll go on to the actual story. So, this is the story of Culhwch and Olwen, one of the oldest stories in Celtic myth. Um, and, yeah, I'll just get straight into it because it's, it's a longy. Uh, so, uh, Culhwch was a prince way back when. He was the son of a great king called Kilith. Kilith's wife, Golaithiv, uh had died giving birth to Culhwch, leaving the king a widower. The pregnancy actually drove Galathi a bit mad, and so when she felt like the the baby was near, she gave birth to Culhwch in a pig pen, which is where he gets his name. It's Old Welsh uh, for sort of like narrow things of pigs or sow run, <laughs> so he's called 
Kilhook. It's an absolute slam of a name. From that. Imagine being called that. What's your name? Boy. Sauron. Pig boy, pig heart boy. Pig heart boy. He comes up so often. Pig heart. You know? It's far too often. It's like um, Seven Shades of Kevin Bacon with us, isn't it? Seven Shades of Pig Heart no, Boy. It's always so separation, Lincoln. not Seven Shades of Kevin Bacon. Have you not heard that Seven Shades of Kevin Bacon? It's six degrees of separation. Oh, that I think that's probably riffing off. Uh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It could be the other way around. I don't know. It's not. It's definitely not seven shades. I googled it now. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. If you Google it, it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Because yeah, the... and it's same thing, isn't it? Same thing. No, you said seven shades. <laughs> oh, you know what it means. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've had a couple of runs. All right, God. Anyway. That's all right. So, it wasn't long before King Killith uh, basically fancied throwing his pipe up another woman. So, uh, he took he took a new wife. I know, yeah, grim, sorry, grim description. Uh, the new wife also had a daughter. And not long after the union was made official, the stepmother attempted to pair uh, Kaluch with his new stepsister to ensure her bloodline would remain on the throne. Kulach wasn't into, like, incest porn and shit, so was, like, quite offended at the idea, rejected the offer outright. Um, so the stepmother was absolutely fuming at this, um, mainly, I imagine, because she was so insignificant in the grand scheme of history that the legend doesn't even give her a name. So she basically, she was fuming about everything, put a curse on Kulach, uh that you'd only ever love one woman, the beautiful Olwen, daughter of the giant king, Aspadaden, Penkaur. Knowing that Penkaur would never let his daughter marry and dooming Kaluch to a loveless life. Kaluch, magically besotted by this woman he'd never even seen, decided to set out to find and marry Olwen. King Kilith warns that he will never accomplish his task without the help of his cousin. Guess who his cousin is? Should I know him? Or just you know, who who comes up a lot in these stories? Who's an old, an old Celtic high hitter? Arthur. Arthur, baby, is his cousin. <laughs> yes, excellent Arthur. guess. So King, so King Arthur, is his cousin. It it reminds me uh, of like you know when they, uh, they 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 bring out a new TV series and they got to get the punters in oh, yeah. and they got to like put a cameo from like a big hitter from another series. Yeah. This is what this is basically. So. His father advises him he's not going to get anywhere unless he asks his cousin, King Arthur, for a helping hand. So, Cullough and heads out. He finds his cousin at a castle in Cornwall, beseeches him for help. King Arthur, often referred to as the Dominic Toretto of his time, would never turn down family. So, <laughs> agrees to, n- to, n- to <laughs> not only help Cullough... I am so happy with that. Mate, I've even, on my notes, I've written family, like F-A-A-H-M-L-I-E, family. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so he agrees to help his cousin Kaluch, but not only that, he enlists his finest knights to join on the adventure, because he's such a fucking good guy. So, this bit, um, now I'm going to go through uh, the, the knights that he enlists to help Kulloch with this with this quest. 
there are veritable who's who of like Arthurian legends in here, yeah. but they all have their original Welsh names. So I'm going to give you the I'll give you the Welsh names. I'm going to give the listeners the English uh, versions of them because they're probably more familiar with that, and then I'll let you know what their special skill is. So like it's it's kind of like uh, those characters. bits in films where it's like it's like ah. Oh, Meet Buzzsaw. He's yeah. he's got a fucking buzz cut, and he likes killing people with fucking saws. You know what I mean? So oh, like oh a, and he's a buzz kill. You know, or it's shit. Um, like a guy rich guy Ritchie movie where he goes, "This is Jimmy the Screw, and he's a fucking he's the best crooked handle in all the land." He's this is crazy. Jimmy the Nonce, <laughs> <laughs> best f- best safe cracker in the business. But don't <laughs> leave him with your niece if you get what I'm yeah. saying. This is Richard the Prick, and he's a right prick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a massive prick, yeah? So, he's got yeah, a big this is what I'm gonna go. And he's a big prick. Six foot two and he's hard as nails. Get over get over it, he's the best driver in the fucking city. So yeah. This is Merlin. Long old beard, dirty old mind. <laughs> fucking knows a spell. Absolute cracker with a fucking wand, though, is that what I'm saying? So <laughs> So yeah, I gotta go. Go through these boys now. I don't know. Maybe I'll do edited. like a fucking. Can you, can you put in a low background music of that kind of music you get from? <laughs> well, I was thinking I do like the. Um, I was thinking I was going to do from um, the UFC. It goes na 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 na. So the first night we have Kai, aka Sir K, in English. He is a foster brother of Arthur and one of the first knights of the Round Table. Now Kai uh, is pretty overpowered actually because he has the ability to go nine days and nine nights without sleep or the need to breathe. Absolutely mental. <laughs> but what? I don't know why that would come in handy. But anyway, he can grow as tall as the tallest tree in whatever forest he's currently standing in. Mental. Uh, he can also create heat from his hands and he has an enchantment that means no wound dealt by his blade can ever be healed. So, Ooh, big time. This is, this cool. is, this is the heavy cool hitter of the group. Like. Yeah, it, I mean, imagine that. I can grow as tall as the tallest tree in whatever forest I'm in. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I don't know. I, I love that there's a, there's a limit to it. There's a cap on it, you know? You know? Yeah. Um, I also like that. Um, um, they do sound like, like... I've never seen Avengers, but it's just like... I, this feels like something like superheroes would I be able to do. They've all got Mate, normal Why skills. do you think I've got such a fucking rock on for this? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you love this Celtic mythology, mythology Avengers. Yeah. Also, um, you'll see nine comes up a lot in Celtic mythology, and you'll you'll see a couple more now. But so next we have Sir Bedwyr, aka Sir Bedivere. He's described as a one-handed warrior uh, and the most handsome man in the world, mm. save for Arthur himself. You know Arthur fucking doctored the books yeah. there, man. Most handsome sound in the world, like insert apart from Arthur. <laughs> anyway, so he uh, he's not quite as impressive in terms of superpowers as Kai, but he has an enchanted lance, and the tip could come loose from the weapon, and it could fly upon the wind to strike an enemy nine times. So every time he thrust an enemy, it could fly upon the wind and hit him another nine times. Don't know why nine, but there we are. I didn't realise the Arthurian like posse with this kind of uh, magical. They're not. They're not in like the English versions, mm. uh, but in the old Celtic versions, they're all fucking hyped up. You know, you, you'll see like in a bit now. There's, a, I'll, I'll say a few of them, and you realise they're way less powered than like these two. These, are, I've started with the uh, 
the strongies, right? Okay. They get a little bit less impressive as we go. Um, this next one is Gwalchme, aka Sir Gawain, or Gawain, I think it's pronounced, I'm not sure. He's Arthur's nephew. You might know him as the uh, Arthurian warrior who was the main character in the story The Green Knight. Have you seen that film? Uh, no, but you told me about it. Uh, yes, yeah, really good film if you haven't seen it. Also a book as well. And it's, uh, what's his name? Dev, Dev Patel plays the, the, the main guy in it. Uh, so, uh, Gwalchme, he doesn't have sort of superpowers as such, like the, the last two, but he, um, he's got like a, uh, he claims rather, he has a charm on him. He can never return from an adventure without success. Ooh. But that kind of sounds like more of a like he's just been lucky and goes, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I'm sort of he's got bias there, and he? maybe he's just been really lucky. I don't know. The next one is Gurrir Gwalstaud Yethoid. Absolute mouthful of a name. I couldn't find an English equivalent for this guy, but uh, Gurrir, he is able to speak every language upon the earth, including those of the birds and animals. So maybe not as useful in a scrap, but you know, if you're on an adventure, that's that's probably pretty handy. Um, the next one, Menu Mab Tyrgwaith, aka Menu, son of the Three Cries. Uh, this boy is a shape-shifting knight who can shapeshift into animals and was also a skilled magician. Uh, also, it specifically mentions that he can put dogs to sleep with one look. <laughs> and I thought that was fucking mental. Just going, of all the powers, you go, yeah, if I look at a dog, they're fucking kippo, mate. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm a perfect dog sitter. Oh, I thought you meant put him to sleep, like as in euthanized. Oh, no, not not oh, to dead. Just, just so have mean. a kip. Yeah. No, just to have a kip. You know, he's not even a monster, mate. But yeah, I thought that was such a specific fucking power to have. Like, that's only really applicable in very few situations. <laughs> but yeah. And then, so the last then of the, the merry band is Convilig uh, Gavaroid. Uh, another one I couldn't find another in, uh, an English equivalent for. But Convilig was a knight who, who basically knew the paths of the world better than any man. Uh, and he'd end up being the group's guide through the dreaded savage lands, which they had to travel through to get to the land of the giants. So with Kulluch, Arthur and their super knights ready to go, they set off through the savage lands to the land of the giants to seek out Alwen and her father. Uh, sounds a bit anticlimactic now, right? But the journey is actually over fairly quickly. Convilg leads them through the savage lands while Menu uses his magic to make the group invisible to enemies and beasts. I'll skip ahead for the sake of time. Uh, you can read it up if, you, if you're interested. But um, they come across Olwen at one point, who leaves white flowers wherever she steps, and Kulluk confesses his love for her. Olwen is flattered by this, but explains that a prophecy long ago stated that her father... Uspadad and Pankaur, the giant king, would die the days she was betrothed, meaning he would he would never let her wed, so he'd never give her permission to, to marry a man. Undeterred, though, Kulluch and the gang follow Olwen back to Uspadadan's castle to face the giant king directly. The group come face to face with the king of giants, who was apparently so big he had to have several servants just to lift his own eyelids. So, <laughs> supposedly, he had, like... Um, uh, what would you call it? Like piercings in his eyelids, like rings, and then hooks attached to him. And you have like several men like lifting his eyelids. It sounds like a fucking chore to be alive at this point. I mean, would you? You'd just be like, end me, man. This is fucking, I've got to li- li- can't even lift my own fucking Every eyelids. Every moment of life is misery. <laughs> it's pain. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, get cool, married, let me die, it? Jesus. 
it, it's yeah, it, it's like meant to be this fantastical thing, isn't well, it? Well, this know? and the the one you did earlier about Arthur with the, the twenty eight beards, they're both really visual. They're really, unlike lots of other Welsh mythology, they, they they I can really picture them, and they, it's quite a cool image. It definitely, yeah, inspires a lot of imagination, doesn't it? I think anyway. What do you not know I mean? Some of the other um, ones are a bit like stupid and not really. They don't, you don't make a conjure up much, but these ones are actually quite cool looking. Like, you know, the fucking goat in a bath. Like, that's just silly. But, like, yeah, that, really that, that's like it doesn't serve a purpose. No, that's I mean, it. You could yeah, imagine that's, that's really you could, it. You could say this doesn't serve a purpose either, but no, imagine does, a though. giant it, it, so big that exactly. you know, like you needed it, men to lift his eyelids. You know, yeah, I think it, it gives you a bit of a yeah, it gives a bit of perspective, I suppose. So, so the giant king's not happy to see this group of guys, uh, and he orders them to be killed. But Culloch, Arthur, and the rest of the knights beat back Uspadadan's forces, forcing him to yield. Uspadadan, beaten into compromise, agrees to allow Olwen to be wed, providing Culloch and his knights can shave his beard and hair. In order to accomplish this, the giant king gives the knights around 40 impossible tasks to complete that would give them the tools and materials needed to cut his invincible hairs. So, only a few of these tasks are written down in the uh, original sort of manuscript. So, uh, and I won't go through all of them. Uh, it's nowhere near 40, don't worry. But I'm going to blitz through the most significant ones now. And if the listeners are interested, they can they can read the proper story if they fancy. So, the first item they need to cut Aspadadan's hair is something sharp enough that could actually cut through it. This is a magical shaving kit that includes scissors, a comb, and razors, and it lies on the head of the boar king called Turch Troith. I don't know why I couldn't I couldn't find an explanation to why Turch Troith, the king of the boars, has a fucking shaving kit on the top of his bonds, right? I could not find that out. But it's gone just back to take, being stupid. Yeah, now it's gone. It's, it, literally, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, just you fucking wait, is it? So yeah, shaving kit. You know, you couldn't just say like, oh, you know, a blade that was so what? Anyway, so that's just accept that that's the setup, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, the king of the boars, Torchtroith, can only be killed by a magic sword owned by a giant named Urnach. So first on the docket was to kill this giant and get his sword. This was very easy, uh, according to the story. So Kai, one of the first knights I mentioned, he convinces Urnach that his sword is a bit shit and it needs sharpening. So he says, give it here, I'll sharpen it for you. The stupid, dumb fuck giant gives over his sword and Kai just chops his head off. <laughs> Thanks very much, got the sword in the bag. Easy peasy. Next, they need the magical hunting hound, Dridoin. It's the only man animal capable of catching Turchtroith. But this magical mutt only answers to the greatest huntsman of all time, a man called Mabon Ap Modron, who was imprisoned in a secret place. Kai and Gurhir, if you recall before, Gurhir is the one who could speak all the languages of the world, including animal languages. They seek out the oldest animals in Britain and eventually talk to a salmon that knows the location of the prison. <laughs> exactly, this is what gets fucking silly in here. Arthur, Arthur and his men besiege the prison, free Mab on the hunter, and then boom, they've got the best hunter and the best hunting dog in the bag as well. So they've got the sword, they've got the hunting dog and the hunter. Brilliant. With the items they amass, they hunt the boar king, Torchtroith. They chase Torchtroith uh, across the sea to Ireland and back again to Wales. Very long, <laughs> arduous sort of thing. Benny Hill music. Yeah, you can imagine the map, can't you, in the animation, like, going across. Um, 
It ends up, though, they get chasing back to Wales and ends up in a battle upon the River Severn. A hard-fought battle uh, ensues, and the men eventually drive the King of the Boars into the depths of the river, and he drowns. They're free then to collect the, quite frankly, random shaving kit <laughs> that, that is situated on his head. The last thing they need to do then is they, um, they have to kill a black witch and use her blood and it softens uh, the Aspadadan's <laughs> hairs, right? There we are. So they got all that. Now that's that's the quick version. I've read the full version. It's fucking long. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, with all this done, they head back to the realm of the giants. Upon their return, having already been bested by the warriors before, Aspadadan has no choice but to allow his hair to be cut. Culloch and Arthur decide to shave the giant's beard, his hair, and then the very skin from his skull, Ooh. killing him. With the 40 impossible tasks complete and the giant king dead, Culloch and Olwen would finally be married. Bish, bash, bosh. That's the story. I couldn't come up with a more sort of nicely worded <laughs> end in there. No, it's... Done. It's, I mean, it's a... It's, who would it... How, in what context would this story have been told originally? Is it like campfire... Like around fires for like people... Is it I guess so, out? yeah. And you know what I said? Like, Yorwin had, like, an actual message. Like, there's no message here. Like, I, I guess, <laughs> Just try really hard and guess you'll get stuff done. I don't know. Well, yeah, life is hard. I don't know. Yeah. There's um, actually, um, if you want to look at it, you, uh, you might be interested in this, Franco. And sorry to the listeners, but um, it's in Welsh. So unless you speak the lingo, you know, you probably won't get much out of this. But there's not actually an animated um, version well, of this story say, on YouTube. I was going to say, I could see it really well told like uh, visually I, I could easily yeah, watch this as a little tale to be fair the, the, the YouTube animated thing I'm on about is, is, is not great it's not it's pretty awful I, I quite enjoyed it because it's like you know you, you really see something so yeah. nichely Welsh yeah. what's it called on something like that but like I said it, it's it's just called um, I think it's called Culloch and Olwen it's by a um, the author on the sorry the uploader on YouTube is called like Athrock and Rig or something like that. If you Google it, you'll find it. It's, it's an animated thing, but it is purely in Welsh. There's no subtitles or anything like that. So if if you can't speak Welsh, you, you're probably a bit shit out of luck. Although you could just read the story and then sort of I don't know watch it along if you like. Yeah, maybe we'll put the notes in the put the links in the the podcast notes. Yeah, exactly. It's only twenty five minutes, and I, I I quite enjoyed watching it, even though. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's kind of dog shit like it's made by S4C like years <laughs> oh, ago so it's like the budget actually, is low let's, let's stick it in the podcast notes so when you click on it when you listen to mm. that you can click on it and on the episode description the notes will be the yeah give us some there. traffic yeah yeah, absolutely I, but yeah so that was my long one that's one of my favourites in thing like I said the setup I love the setup and then like you said it does descend into a bit of silliness well, I liked end, all of like, it what man. the fuck is going I, on I think it's um it, it, yeah, it, those Arthurian ones are <laughs> a bit hard, but I, I I like that one. I think it was uh, told. Well. I love. I think my favorite part is like the uh, you know the sort of intro of like I'm fighting out of the red corner, Sir Kay. He can he can make heat with his hands and grow as tall as a tree. I Better like watch that. out for him. If we were any good at like, yeah. uh, video editing, we can make a much cooler version of that. Um, oh God, I'd love it. Yeah. All right, let me move on to my last one, which I think you know about, and it's a very short one, but it's called uh, yeah. Angolestord, is that how you'd say it? Angolestord, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah that's the one. So, in Llangernu, which is between Abadgel and Llanrhus, up in beautiful North Wales, there's a tale of how locals can learn their fate from a supernatural being under the, uh, under the bows, I think it's called that? 
under the well, it's like the roots of a thirty, a three thousand year old yew oh, tree. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like the base of a yeah. yeah it's, it's actually um still there, isn't it? It is. Well, yeah. Hold your horses, young Kaji. Mm. Um, so each year on All Hallows Eve, <laughs> which fits the <this> spooky nature <laughs> of myth and legend, and, uh, and and weirdly also on the thirty first of July each year. So twice a year, Hallows Eve. <laughs> why not? Yes, thirty first of July. Uh, the Angelastor is said to appear in the medieval church of Llangarnu in Conwy. Uh, on these dates, it grimly announces in Welsh the names of those of the parish members who will die shortly after. So cue a bunch of angry people on Wales going, it's discriminate against people who only speak English. Oh, it's monolinguists deserve a chance as well. I love that. The thing is, names in Welsh don't change. <laughs> like, oh, I meant to know. Oh, I meant to understand. Yeah. Um, there's also a story about how... Um, so so that, that's the, the, the idea. So every every twice a year, you'll hear names whispered by this uh, this being, this supernatural being that'll tell you of who's died. Um there's also a story about how on one night on All Hallows Eve, um, I think it's easy just to say Halloween, but um, on Halloween there was a tailor. All Hallows Eve. All cool, Hallows Eve. There was a there's a oh, tailor. Or say, I tell you what, go back, go back to the Celtic roots, mate. Call it Sam Hain. Boom, bam, 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 bam. I think that's called Sam Hain, isn't it? I have no I idea. So. S A M H A. Yeah, let me have a look now. Sam Hain. Sam Hain just sort of like yeah, a blood Sam Hain. pub. Oh, Sam Hain, he's always banging on about <laughs> you Halloween. Know, you know what Sam yeah, it's Gaelic, Gaelic Festival. Oh, oh, sorry. Sam Hain was the Gaelic Festival on the 1st of November, marking the end of the harvest season. You so it'd be, like, it'd be the day after Halloween. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very cool. So, cut that. Uh, there's also a story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's a, uh, there's a tailor called Sean Ab Robert who uh, poo pooed the capability of the Angler store. Uh, and whilst drinking at the local pub, he called a load of old hogwash, codswallop, and poppycock on this uh, this oh, uh, supernatural you know what's, beer. Uh, you know what's really good on Halloween? I've heard by all the films and stories I've read uh, is to slag off the spirits like on the <laughs> night of Halloween. Yeah, well, they were all around this pub going, "Oh, who do you think you'll call tonight? Do you think it'll be one of us or this?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh, please fucking give over." It ain't happening. It never oh, has happened. Did he say, can we get back, can we get Wales back to fucking where it used to be when we didn't believe in the fucking spirits <laughs> fucking anymore? Come on, make it, make it fucking real again. <laughs> well, he went, his mates were like, mate, come on, chill out. Come on, surely big bollocks. If you don't think it's real, how about we take a little walk, go into the visit of the church, and you'll see what happens. Um, so and they all go... mouth is, I like it. So, yeah, they go visit the church, and they see what happens. Um, and I think it's uh, a prequel to the Candyman. Consider saying Candyman three times in the mirror. You got to say Angular Sword or uh, what, that thing three times. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't do it three times, so that's yeah. what they said. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so Shawnee Boy takes up the challenge and he waddles off to the church. And as he gets closer to the church, you can hear a deep voice muttering something again and again. And as he gets closer, it becomes clearer. And when he arrives at the door of the church, he hears a deep voice. Um, reciting Sean up Robert Sean up Robert and he absolutely breaks it and apparently the tale goes he shouts hold hold I am not ready I am not ready but ready or not he died later that year 
So the Church of San Gernoy, um itself is that the church is centuries old, but before the church was there, it stands on a sacred uh, bit of land that is thought to be inhabited for around a thousand years beforehand. So for over a thousand and a half years, this uh, bit of land has always been used in this part of North Wales as a spiritual place. And the church contains mm-hmm. the oldest living thing in Wales, that yew tree, which, uh, like you said earlier, that tree still stands. Um, it's a yew tree which botanists believe is over 3,000 years old, stating to the origin sometime between the prehistoric Bronze Age, um, yeah, between that age, so not between, in that age. <laughs> so just, yeah, it is that age. Yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just said, but that. Yeah. Um, also in the churchyard, there are two standing stones which would have been raised up by pagans around uh, 2,000 years ago. So it's a it's a, it's a yeah. very shorty. It's a it's a good story that I remember me and um, Amy we were going to go on uh, we we planned it during COVID obviously it got scuppered. Um, sorry, didn't plan it during COVID. Planned it before COVID got scuppered by COVID. We were going to do a little like tour around um, Wales, you know, just going to see like um, what's that lovely place? Uh, sort of very Italian influence. Um, Port Marion. Fucking, I can't think of it now. Port Marion. Yeah. We're going to Port Marion. You know, going to do all the sort of the well, sites. And I. T- and I um I said I really want to go see, um, this uh would you say what's that I can't fucking I I do know it I just can't bloody remember what, where it's from uh, yeah Clang Clang Roost what did you say Clang Roost no 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 sorry the this this place oh, this with uh, the Ang Clangarnu that's yeah. it Clangarnu and I was like oh we gotta go see that because she was like I was like I really want to go see that tree mm. if it's like the oldest thing in in Wales or whatever and she was like. You go. I'll stay in the car. I won't. I won't go. <laughs> me, me, and no, you will go. We'll go. We'll I know. I, yeah, I was saying. I was gonna say. Let's do that. Absolutely. Because uh, yeah, for the thing scuppered it and it's just never come up again. But I was yeah. When you sent me the three ones you were gonna do, I didn't realize that was what it was called. I'd forgotten the name of it. Well, uh, Angela. How did you know about it before then? Just from your love of old Welsh stuff. Oh yeah, just you know, old folklore and stuff like that. I just so, so about it before, and um, me and Emma are going to do because we're saving for the wedding and shit, and life's expensive. We're going to go for a, uh, a trip around Wales, and we're going to go up to Erdi. Hmm. Um, we're going to go around Snowdon. Uh, yeah, Eroitha. We're going to go up to Eroitha. Going to go around Erdi. We're going to do uh, Conwy. Um, we're going to go to Barmouth. Like she's from Manchester, so she's not. You're going to go see Rita Rita Gower's gravesite. I'm going to go shave my beard with Rita Hichenhardi. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're going to do that. We're going to do go around and have a little visit of some of those places. Would uh, Would Emma come to the creepy tree with you? No, she is what we oh, call she be a too, scaredy too cat. Scared. No, yeah. I, I was going to say if she can't watch, uh, what was it? Last of Us or Walking Dead? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, she's not going to go. She's going to deal a, with the devil himself. <laughs> she's quite a sweet, small thing, isn't she? she oh, and yeah, I don't want to do that. It's dead scary because she's from Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> We're going dead slow. <laughs> I like it when she says that. <laughs> and sometimes she'll say tongue. Put your tongue away tongue. to the tongue. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've always got your fucking tongue out as well. That tongue away, Mister. Right, um, that there was our revisit to Welsh mythology. Um, and, and you I, know what, baby? There's plenty to go back to. So if you guys like this episode, yeah, you like the last one. Fucking, I was a big fan. We'll do, we'll do part three. I, I oh, enjoyed it, mate. I, I, uh, enjoyed I loved your. Um, you, you had a very good retelling, my friend. I, um, I liked uh, that one I'd never heard of as well because that had a, that had a message that had yeah, a moral message. Yeah. to teach so, the kids you know I like that 
Well, uh, yeah, and I think we should ask for people. I think lots of people from who like this, especially people on Reddit who listen. Um, I reckon we top into the the Reddit crowd and ask them for some because the Reddit people always seem to know lots of Welsh um, things. So do if you if you if we if you found us on Reddit, drop us a message on Twitter for Tales for Wales, the number four, or on Instagram or on the Reddit post. Um, and let us know what you think we should do. Yeah. And anybody else. Um, we might do another Reddit post soon. Maybe asking for ideas and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. So because, yeah, but every time we do it, we, we get some fucking absolutely Josh. lovely responses. And yeah. we're all for that. So, yeah. So, thank you very much, lads and ladies. Um, I don't think there's much else. Uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to do another end of season two uh, episode in not too long. But, yeah, always send through your ideas. Keep listening. Keep downloading. Keep sharing with your minds. Um, Drop it a five star and follow us on all platforms if you please. All right, deal, everybody. Thank you as always. And uh, deal, guys. See you. Ta-da, See you ta-da, soon. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. Thanks for your moment. Blah 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 blah. See you later.